Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. By the way, uh, I guess Joe is now contemplating, because he hasn't come out to talk about the the, the spy balloons yet, mm-hmm. but now he's thinking about doing that. I guess you could say he's floating some test balloons before he actually <laughs> officially talks about it. Yes, I think I think that's about all he's doing. Uh, he was at a some kind of a function in Maryland with the... Uh, the governor, the new governor of um, of Maryland, who is a, uh, a minority gentleman, and mm-hmm. uh, of course Joe, in his most tactful and and uh, dignified way, uh, happened to put his foot in the his mouth again. Called him boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, know, Joe. Uh, you you heard one version of it. I heard a different version. But you know, what what did you yeah. hear? Well, I heard that he goes. Well, not only does he have a law degree, but he's got a divinity degree. The, the boy can preach. Well, then then maybe he said it twice because I heard him. That's what I'm wondering. I heard him talking about uh, the the uh, governor's physique, and he said, boy, that guy's got a set of pecs or something like that. It was like, what? What? Whoa. But Joe's it. not a racist. Oh, no. He's no, not no, a divisor. No, no, you know, no he, absolutely. He doesn't want to. He's not divisive. Well, at you know, all, the good know. news is, and I, I do mean it, it's good news after that uh, very taxing uh, public appearance, he probably went back and took a nap because when he's sleeping, he's not damaging our country. Now, mm-hmm. I say that, you know, uh, the biggest story I think still right now is the derailment in Ohio, in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, people are, they're angry. Thank goodness the people of the town are not just taking the government's word for it. They're being told by the EPA, oh, it's okay now. You can go back to your house. Now go to your house, but don't drink the water. But we'll send somebody out to test the water. The The railroad will send technicians around to your home and test your water. They get to your home, and when they get to your driveway, they want you to sign a release before they do the testing. Loss of harm, yeah. Yeah, and they're being told, don't sign anything by the lawyers. Thank goodness. they. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you sign the loss of harm thing, it's not valid unless they give you compensation for it. Right. Well, they, they figure the compensation is doing the, the expensive testing. There's something in return for the uh, the signing of the—it's a contract. I mean— if the if the testing normally costs and they did say this between fifteen hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's what a woman said between fifteen hundred and fifty thousand dollars depending upon the company and what they do to your property I, I can't imagine a fifty thousand dollar test for water but that's what she well, said. Now let me ask a darn question here. All right, so they, you you sign the release, right? You're not holding them liable. Now they test and they go, oh. This is bad. Nobody can live here. Right. All right. You've signed away any rights that you have. Does that give them power to kick you out of your house because it's not a safe habitat anymore or make you somehow responsible for it or they they can eminent domain it away? I don't know. Listen, I, I think that a good lawyer would probably say if you even if you sign that release you could probably get out of it. I mean, a good lawyer would argue that you did it under duress. You meaning we'll we'll yeah, we'll check your water, but you got to sign the release, or we won't check your water, and you're stuck with that poison. You know, 
damned if you do and damned if you don't. Either yeah. way, you lose. You know, we were talking about something, Bill, before this started, and I, I should mention this right here before I forget, because you know when you're my age, things go in one door and out the other really quick. So i I got, I got to seize the mo- carpe diem, as they would say. Um, yesterday, about 4 o'clock, I went out to my car. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. leave my car outside, by the way, in my driveway. So I, you know, you don't take yours in the house. I take mine in the house. Well, I have a two, two-car garage. <laughs> I have a two-car garage, right? Two cars. Yeah. Uh, but we have three three cars, <laughs> and oh, so and my daughter, park inside, oh, my you, daughter yeah, and my wife. Listen, these I'm not stupid. Maybe I am. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, I park my car outside, and they park their cars inside. Of course, their cars are a little newer. That's fine. So mm-hmm. I, I look at it this way. I mean, we'll take care of the newer cars, and uh, we'll leave mine outside to be dumped on. And I say dumped on because yesterday I went out at four o'clock. And I started the car, and I looked up, and it's February. Now, we live 50 miles downwind, literally. I mean, I'm serious, downwind of East Palestine. I'm not talking about, I'm using a term or a phrase. If you look at the map, look at Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area, and look up to the northeast about uh, maybe you know, 30 miles, it's uh, <laughs> not too far, is East Palestine. It's almost a right. suburb of Pittsburgh. And... Uh, so there was no pollen. Plus, you know, if there is pollen out there, usually it's like pine, stuff like that. Yeah, you, that, you're not going to have it this time of the year anyway. That's true. But it's, it, when you get it, it's kind of a yellow-looking thing on your windshield. Mm-hmm. There was a greasy oil on my windshield. Uh, not, a, not a thick coating where I couldn't see her, but there was a oily film on my windshield. When I, when I used my washing fluid, my wipers, you could see it. This, especially in the sun, it, it looked like a chemical. And I had said to my wife yesterday, I, I had suggested to her, she usually goes for a, a walk. I said, maybe you shouldn't do it today. It was windy. Uh, and I said, with those chemicals in the air, and if you're out of, you know, you're going for a mile and a half walk, you may be breathing all this garbage into your system, and it's still up there. It's still up there. I, I, and when you hear the people talking in East Palestine, the people who have tested it say that if there's nothing moving, if there's no wind and there's no trains passing by, then the air seems clean. But if they take the testing when something's happening, when the wind's moving and when the trains are, are going down the track, it, it goes up like by six times, the, uh, the chemical. Well, here's the weather update for you. Because uh, I'm in the Wilkes-Barre area, you're right. in Pittsburgh, so pretty much uh, what I'm going to get is probably what you're going to get. Yes. And uh, starting tonight and going into tomorrow, the winds are going to kick up to uh, they're going to be gusting 40, yeah. 40 to forty-five miles per hour, and the temperature is going to drop, and then we're going to get some rain. So you're going to have this mixed bag of nuts that's blowing through here. Oh yeah. Which. Uh, agitates that chemical and is going to distribute it all over the place. My good friend, let me ask you a question. If a nuclear explosion happened in East Palestine, Ohio, Hmm. uh, how far would the radiation travel, the fallout? Well, the fallout's going to go wherever the the, the, the jet stream takes it. remember Remember how we've talked in the past about how sometimes if there's an explosion in New York, the whole East Coast is... Is, oh, uh, yeah, that, that, when they had, uh, what is it, uh, 
Three Mile Island. Yes, yes. When 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 they realized, oh, this thing might leak through, and you know, China Syndrome, uh, it was going to take out the entire Eastern Seaboard. Right. You know, you're talking, uh, you know, Maine all the way down to, you know, D.C. and and below. You you could forget about it. Philly and Pittsburgh gone. My question, Bill, is what's the difference? Well, there is no difference. I mean, if you, if it's in the air, it's in the air. Now, that brings up an important thing. There was a news story uh, that I saw last night, and the question is, and I don't know why the media is trying to scare us, but there's a lot of things going on in the news that leads you to believe that we are on the cusp of a nuclear war. So the question is, or the question was posed, where's the safest place to be in the event the missiles, the nukes start flying? I know the answer to that one. Nowhere. No freaking way. Well, they fly, you're dead. I, I, I looked at what's happening. You look at that plume of, uh, of poison that they threw into the air. And by the way, someone made a decision to do that. And right. you, know why, you know why they decided to do that, in my estimation, in my opinion? They had a pond of this stuff right next to the rail track in like a, uh, a, a channel right next to the railroad track. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't move the trains they couldn't take the derailed trains away or put them back on the rail to move them away to get the other trains that are being backed up. It was costing Norfolk and Southern money because there were a lot of trains that couldn't couldn't roll, and that's a very important uh, artery, the rail artery, right. you know. So it was more of a financial decision than anything else to light that chemical on fire. They say they did it because they wanted to get rid of it to so that uh, because it, it was boiling and all. But what they didn't tell you is that, and we've told you this before, but we'll tell you again because it's, it's the kind of thing you should know, that when you light that fuel on fire, it becomes phosgene. Phosgene is a deadly chemical. They used it in World War I to kill people in trenches, okay? It was a gas they used to poison the enemy, we had it, and that's what this stuff creates. And they're trying to tell you that it dissipates and it goes away. Let me tell you, it doesn't. It goes up in the air, and you may not see it. It may kind of spread out a bit, but it's still there. I had some in my car. I, I, I'd be willing to bet you if I had my windshield tested, they would have found some kind of polymer, or not polymer, a vinyl chloride substance on that windshield. I'll bet mm-hmm. you if I go out to my car right now and rub a, a swab over, you know, one of my fenders, there would be a residue on it. But well, no- yeah, and, you know, it activates with water. So if you would have turned on the wa- the wipers and wash the windows or it rains, it activates it. So, you know, depending on how much is there, well, the, might the, not be a good thing. The good news is the washing fluid is, is a lot of different chemicals other than water. I mean, it's... Uh, it's alcohol and things like that, and well, yeah. probably probably some other chemicals that were on that train. Because, by the way, they haven't told everybody all of the other chemicals that were in that derailment. They they really held back on the information. But you know, you and I talked yesterday about um, the other derailments. There was one, I guess we said in Texas. Yeah, two others. Yeah, yeah, and one. Well, hang on, because yesterday. A tanker hauling deadly chemicals rolled over on Interstate 10. That's a major artery. That's a big one. Yeah, in Tucson, Arizona, Reuters reported the tanker was hauling 
nitric acid, which is a toxic chemical used in explosives, fertilizer, and for materials in the polymer industry. That's what we're talking about with uh, uh, the stuff in East Palestine, too. When nitric acid is exposed to humans without PPE, PPE is personal uh, protection equipment, it can cause severe lung damage, pulmonary edema, and irritation to the skin and eyes. Immediately after the tanker rolled over, clouds of nitric acid were seen by motorists on the interstate. Is this a coincidence or well, is somebody playing question. a game with us? My question is, um, who needs a nuke when we can sit there and just buy our own stupidity? Dump over a railroad car that's got uh, chemicals. We can take out uh, major thoroughfares. Yeah. The cities get it in the airway. I, I mean, it, it almost is. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to be a conspiracist or anything like that. But one one incident, at the, that's terrible news. Two, that's a weird coincidence. Three, all right, you know. You got my is, attention. Yeah. 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 Okay, what do you want? Well, what's the ransom? What's the ransom going to be to get out of this mess that you're putting us into? Uh, it's it's pretty bad news, uh, but you've got this going on. You've got the threat of war going on. You've got a a military general in uh, Russia now that's got his eyes in Germany. We have so not only are they doing a you know marching into the Ukraine, which they say, oh, the Ukraine's holding back the Russian forces. I'm going, yeah, the Ukrainians are the biggest badass fighting power of the entire planet. Nobody can take on the Ukraine, you know, Well, uh, or I, the news is BS. I ask my liberal friends, uh, do you think that our border should be secure? And do you think that it is secure? And if you answer yes and yes, then you're lying to yourself. Okay, mm -hmm. do you think that uh, the food processing plants around the country that have been uh, destroyed, somehow destroyed? I mean, I'm talking a hundred more uh, uh, plants have been damaged. Do you think that the utility systems that have been attacked? Do you know they talked about this? And I'm going to play a, a little clip in a second from Tucker from a couple of days ago, but it's really worth listening to. He thinks, and I happen to agree with him, that we're under a physical attack. Yeah, I do too. That that we may be, there may be sabotage happening right now. He talks about, and it's so true, uh, the water systems, never mind the power systems that have been attacked in Oregon and place in South Carolina and places like that, but... He thinks our water system has. There was a an attack on a water supply a system in the Tampa Bay area. No one talks about it. It's quiet. Didn't we talk about that a month ago? Saying that all they got to do is take on the water system. Absolutely, and, no. and we're at their mercy. I'm wondering, you know, the World Economic Forum, they they want to get us down to a certain population level, waiting for us to react to them, you know, and their demands, ain't gonna happen. So if they're the nefarious, evil people that we think that they are, yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. I Let's think you're right. Self-genocide. Let's just get rid of them. Uh, well, we don't care who it is. Acceptable losses. Cut that population. 
Let's get the water supply. Let's choke off the food. Hey, yeah, people are going to be suffering, dying in the streets. We can sweep them up when they're dead. You see what we've done for the illegals on the border? We've mm-hmm. built tent cities for them. We have food and water for them. We have mm-hmm. all of these supplies and resources for strangers who are breaking our laws, coming into our country that we don't even know. We have all this stuff, this infrastructure that we've built along the border for these people, yet in East Palestine, Ohio, where our own people are suffering terribly, do you see a FEMA community that they built maybe 10 miles out of town? No. No. Well, let's let's look at it from a reverse angle. Maybe, maybe the reason that the borders are open is not for, you know, oh, we got such bleeding hearts to help these people. You know, let's go back to the World Economic Forum. They want to get the population down. Now, I would see a problem with people that are south of the border. You know, if they realize that, hey, they're coming to kill us, I'm going to run to, I'm going to, I'm going to run to the hills and I'm going to hide. No, let's open up the borders. You know, you get a slice of America. Come on in, come on in. And then they can corral everybody here, us included, and just say, see ya. You know, for the first time in a long time, I heard somebody say, um, I forgot which show it was on that there's a good chance that there are sleepers, Chinese sleepers and Russian sleepers already in our country just waiting for the word to attack. Meaning a lot of those people who've come across the border, and a lot of them, by the way, are Russians, are Chinese. They've, they've already admitted to having uh, arrested some of these people trying to get across the border. Why would a Russian be seeking refuge in our country through our southern border. They have to travel by plane to Mexico City in order for them to, what, go up north and come across our border illegally? they got to be doing it for a reason. Well, yeah, you could say that. I mean, China now, the minister of defense sat there and said, you shot down our spy balloon. We are, we are going to retaliate. Now, they're already retaliating. Uh, they, they've offered fines against, uh, oh, who is it, uh, uh, Lockheed and Raytheon, which is part of our war machine. Mm-hmm. But they, they put fines against them. And, and we're going, oh, that's what you're going to do? No, we're still going to retaliate. So, and how are they going to retaliate? I, I, what I see here is everybody's beating the drums of war. And you don't beat those drums just to sit there and get attention. You beat those drums because you're you're getting ready to well you know, launch an attack. The Cy Hirsch said um, yesterday, I believe, the reason why he wrote the article, the reason why they blew up the Nordstrom Two pipeline, the U.S. This is what he wrote. This is with regard to the the facts that he pulled out, saying that the U.S. was responsible. The reason why we supposedly did this was right. because we were on the verge of losing Europe in, in that consortium of people going against the Russians. You know, it was a very loose, uh, unstable alliance, and. The U.S. wanted to stabilize that alliance and firm up that alliance. They figured if they blow up the Nordstrom too, blame it on the Russians or make it look like some other group other than they had done it, uh, it would solidify that uh, that group of countries so that when so that 
when they go to war with the Russians, there's an allied force. You know? And, I don't think that's going to work. Well, no, it did work. Look at look what we have now. We have people uh, in Poland and Germany and England and France. They're all supporting the Ukraine. They're all anxious to give them equipment. They weren't that way before that uh, uh, before I don't think it's going to hold, pipeline. though. I really don't. And, you know, Russia, again, they're looking at going after a piece of Germany that was, uh, I guess, once theirs that they want back now. And there's one general that goes, nah, you know, if I have my way, we're marching in and taking it. And he wants to go after the German chancellor. And I'm going, oh, geez. You know, so you got yeah. that going on. Uh, you still got uh, the Ukraine. And the Ukraine, I, 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 I hear all these stories. Oh, yes, they're holding back the Russian army. It's amazing. It's not amazing. Either they're getting a lot of help or it's a big lie. And, you know, the dam is about to break. And when it breaks, it's you know, and by the way, we're talking about the Ukraine. We're talking about uh, East Palestine. We're talking about all these different stories. You may say, well, uh, how there are different stories. No. They, we think there's a relationship to all of this stuff. Yeah. It's called distraction. Uh, but I want to play for you, before I forget, Tucker from a couple of days ago, talking about sabotage. The FBI has investigated more than 40 cases of rail sabotage in Washington state alone, in one state. Now, a lot of those attacks involve so-called shunt devices. Those are wires stretched between tracks that interfere with the train's electrical signals and cause derailments. In one incident, just before Christmas in 2020, a shunt caused a train to derail in Custer, Washington. That train spilled 30,000 gallons of crude oil and forced locals to evacuate their homes. Well, that's not the environmental disaster that Joe Biden talks about, because, of course, he can't buy solar panels from the Chinese to fix it. But it was, objectively speaking, an act of terrorism. The interesting thing is, very often, in fact, in the majority of cases, people who commit acts of terrorism against infrastructure, whoever they are, are never punished. And the ones who are caught aren't really punished. One woman who tried to destroy trains using a shunt got out of jail after only a year. Oh. So no one's paying any attention and no one really seems to care because what does that have to do with environmental racism and climate? And possibly as a result of that attitude, there are an awful lot of train derailments in this country, many more than you may realize. In the last calendar year, more than a thousand trains went off the tracks in the United States. Oh, how's that for a metaphor? Just today, two more trains derailed. One of them was in South Carolina and one was in Texas near Houston. The train near Houston was also carrying hazardous materials, as so many trains are. What's going on here exactly? We're not even going to guess but we can tell you the chaos is not limited to our rail system. There have also been many recent attacks on our power grid. Very few of those attacks have been widely reported. Last year, there were more than 100 attacks of them in the United States, attacks on our power grid. In North Carolina this winter, for example, nearly 50,000 people lost their power in freezing temperatures when somebody shot up two energy substations and so on. Why is it not a big story? Oh, it's not a story at all. And of course, at the same time, we've also seen a series of bizarre accidents befalling the food industry, threatening our food supply. That would include unexplained fires and plane crashes and processing plants to chicken feed that seems to stop egg production. Boy, next they'll be coming for the water. Oh, wait, they are. 
less than a month into the Biden administration was also a highly sophisticated attack on the water supply outside Tampa. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Galtieri says a water treatment plant operator first noticed the remote access hack. The bad actor increased the amount of sodium hydroxide or lye in the water supply from 100 parts per million to more than 11,000. For the 15,000 residents of Oldsmar, Florida, the increase of sodium hydroxide in the water supply could have caused vomiting, chest, and abdominal pain. This type of activity and this type of hacking of critical infrastructure it's not necessarily limited to just water supply systems. It can be anything. Oh, an attack on our water supply. That's weird. I didn't read that in the New York Times. But what's interesting, not to connect the dots or anything, that was not the only attack on our water supply that year. In January 2021, there was a similar effort to poison the water treatment plant that serves the San Francisco Bay Area. An unidentified hacker accessed the facility's computers remotely. According to NBC, quote, after logging in, the hacker deleted programs that the water plant used to treat drinking water. Now, fortunately, in this case, somebody noticed it. The next day, the attack was discovered and those programs were reinstalled, so nobody got poisoned. But they kept trying. There were similar hacks of water treatment facilities in California in August of 2021. There was one in Maine in July of 2021. There was one in Pennsylvania in May of 2021. In Nevada in March, in New Jersey in September of 2020, in Kansas in March of 2019, and so on. So who's looking after our water supply? Water, that's kind of basic. Well, that's the job of the EPA. But what does protecting the water have to do with passing out cash in the name of remediating environmental racism? Oh, nothing! So they're not paying attention. In fact, they're not paying attention to such an extent that even the Washington Post, which is a shill for the administration, if there ever was one, pointed out that, quote, for more than two decades, the EPA has not been resourced or organized to secure the nation's water and wastewater sector against physical and cyber threats. Wow. What a what a interesting story. The thing is, I would say don't trust anybody either in government. I, I know that sounds... Uh, very dark, but I, I, I watched yesterday Mike DeWine. He's the Republican mm-hmm. governor. Did you see him, Bill, on TV? I, no, I, I didn't I, see him I, yesterday, but he, he, I know who he He is. was on with Martha McCallum yesterday. Uh, right. And talk about, uh, I looked at this guy, I wouldn't buy a car from him. I wouldn't buy a car from this guy. He came on, looked into the camera, and, and Martha said, and she was terrific. She asked some really tough questions. And he was so uncomfortable with his answers. Uh, she said, what do you say to people who have rashes and can't breathe properly and, and uh, their animals are dying and they're afraid to go back to their homes? Well, uh, we, we tested the air when we did the, the, the burn off and we were confident it wouldn't fall back to the town. And I thought to myself, you idiot. Everybody who looks up in the air can see there's wind there's there's uh, jet streams and things like that. There's currents. It's going to carry it somewhere. It may not fall directly into Palestine, but what about the people who are downwind who are going to get all that crap? He didn't test anything. That's an answer that he pulled out of his arse, and that's all there is to it. He, he's lying through his teeth, and... You know, people say, why would you, uh, you know, he's a Republican, Jim. Why would you talk that way? Well, there are, there are bad... Pl- bad players, untrustworthy players in both parties. I think if I learned anything recently in politics, 
is that uh, you you gotta you gotta ask these guys to put up or shut up. Meaning, don't take people or politicians on face value anymore. We don't know these people for the most part. When you vote for somebody and you go into that booth, you don't know them for the most no, part. No, you don't. Absolutely not. By the way, uh, Tucker said that there was over a thousand uh, derailments every year. There was one thousand forty-four in twenty twenty-two. Unbelievable. And all of them, uh, well, if you listen to what they say, human error, defective rails, harsh train handling, uh, mechanical failure, improper control system, uh, you know, right hand doesn't know what the left is doing, uh, which, okay, uh, we've gotten complacent, you know, to where we we're, nobody's mining the store anymore. We're, but there's so many stores that need to be tended to. And where do you start? Do you know when he talked about those terrorists, that, that lady who was arrested for, I forgot what they called the device. It's, it's essentially, it's something you put across the rails and it short circuits the, some kind of uh, the braking system. Do you know that with this derailment in Ohio and Palestine, they got a video from like six miles down track before the accident happened. Mm-hmm. And it's at nighttime, so you can see it. You can see the uh, the cars are on fire underneath the undercarriage of the train. There's there's a fire. You see it going down the track, and I'm thinking that somebody should have said to somebody on that train, there should have been some kind of a sensing system in in the uh, engine uh, compartment that said, hey, we got a fire. You know, seven cars back or 12, 20 cars back. Oh, yeah, there should be. And obviously the tracks, you know, if, if they're if if you can lay a wire across them yeah. and cause a short, then that means you've got a positive and a ground track. All right? You've yeah. got a circuit. Yeah. So when you lay something across it, that means that you're going to, you're going to see a, a voltage drop, gain something, or a short, and that can be measured. Uh and and you could you could build an alarm with that. So at the but very apparently least, there's not. At the very least, they could have had that in the uh, in the cab of the train. You would have known something was not good. Stop. And you could have shut that baby down in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Which there really is a middle of nowhere. Uh, there really is no middle of nowhere. You stop in a city. You got uh, you got the population there. You stop out in the rural area. Well, you got farmlands in in our breadbasket. You know, we got to rethink this whole system. And some of the chemicals that we haul on these trains, how, how badly do we really need them? Well, right now, because of this administration, uh, they have closed down and they have uh, stopped the building of pipelines that could have tra- could have carried all of this product to different locations without right. them causing the problems they have. Uh, but this administration is too interested in being woke. To this day, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of uh, the Department of Transportation, he hasn't gone to this site. He, you would have thought at the very least he would have put on his, uh, EP, his uh, Transportation Department jacket you know, to look like one of the crew members gone up there and stepped up to a podium and made some comments about uh, how dire the situation is, but we got it under control. Don't worry. 
But this clown, this doofus, has has been doing everything but addressing this problem. Well, I think he's trying to find a suit to match his hard hat. You know, he got to color coordinate. I don't know. This is, he doesn't know yeah. the job. He was he was he was appointed to the job because of his sexual identity. And I don't care what his sexual identity is. What I care about is are you qualified for the job? And no, he is not. As a matter of fact, when he was mayor, he didn't get a damn thing done. I uh, an engineer. I found this online. I got to play this for you, Bill. An engineer who knows about chemicals and, and the dangers of chemicals, he posted this. The music, by the way, is music he put behind it. But what he says is worth listening to. Listen. This hasn't been getting a lot of coverage, and the coverage that it has been getting hasn't been very good. So let's talk about the trail derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine's about an hour north of Pittsburgh, almost halfway to Cleveland. Norfolk Southern has a rail line that goes right through town, and this derailment happened right on the edge outside of town on the border of PA and Ohio. Of the cars that crashed, five of them contained vinyl chloride. It's a monomer used to make PVC. Well, the reporting on this has gotten vinyl chloride confused with polyvinyl chloride. The polymer made out of vinyl chloride. Now, the reason that this distinction is really important is vinyl chloride is very hazardous and very flammable. Polyvinyl chloride is a plastic that's used in like everything. The other thing about vinyl chloride is that it boils at 8 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's shipped in its liquid form, meaning that when these trains crashed and these started leaking, they weren't just leaking liquid, but they were spewing boiling gas. So vinyl chloride is really toxic. OSHA has the permissible limit of how much you can be exposed to it during an eight-hour shift as a one ppm part per million, average over eight hours. So prior to this, the biggest spill of this chemical was in New Jersey, where one train car and about 23,000 gallons of vinyl chloride were spilled, but it didn't catch on fire. Now, this crash in Ohio has five train cars. These kinds of tanker cars can carry between 25 and 33,000 gallons. Let's call it 250 to 250,000 pounds of vinyl chloride. That's per train car, five train cars. There's maybe a million pounds of this toxic chemical spilling into the ground and also boiling off into the air. But then it caught on fire. I think this is where the reporting is really bad because no one is mentioning what the byproduct of vinyl chloride burning is. Of the many byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, one of them is hydrogen chloride. Hydrogen chloride is really unstable and latches onto water, like just water vapor in the atmosphere, and that turns into hydrochloric acid. So right now, government officials, officials from the railroad, both the governor of Pennsylvania and Ohio are calling burning off the million pounds of this stuff a success, but not mentioning that it means that we have hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating and organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> when you're responsible for a problem, they always, they always play down the danger, always. Um, mm -hmm. But it's interesting. He said essentially that this was the biggest uh, chemical accident of its kind. 
that he that he could find that he knows of hydrochloric acid in the air. Was it mm-hmm. is it hydrochloric acid? Yeah, he said hydrochloric acid. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it's almost like we got a a meth lab going up in the sky here. You know, they use sulfuric, but uh, either way, you know, I mean, the chemicals. We don't need to be nuked. We're we're going to self destruct from our own stupidity. You know, there was a lady who uh, lives in it's Lima, Ohio. They pronounce it Lima. They pronounce uh, East Palestine, Palestine too. So I mean, that's what we do over here in this part of the country. We change, we adjust the names of uh, of towns. But this lady in East in uh, Lima, Ohio, had a chicken farm. Right. And well, here's the report from her. Now, we told you about that strong scent and the air quality. Uh, There is one woman who lives in Mahoning County who's not all that sure that the situation there is safe. First News reporter Nadine Grimling talked with her today. She joins us here with that story. Nadine. Well, Stan, even though North Lima is about 10 miles away from East Palestine, Amanda Brashear says when she went to let her dog out last night at about 10 o'clock, the smell made her eyes water. And she also believes it could be why her chickens are now dead. So I walked up to the cage and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked because this they they may be just chickens but they're family. Brashear says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. Officials have said that the smell wasn't toxic or dangerous, but still advised people in the Mahoning Valley to stay indoors Monday night as a precaution. For them to say the air quality is okay, I'm calling BS. I'm going to be taking my birds to the vet to have them examined because if if this is the cause of their burn, they're being held responsible. Well, sources say this isn't the only incident like this that they've heard of in the past day, but the Ohio Department of Agriculture says they haven't heard of any problems following that controlled release. Still, they say if you have any concerns about your animals, to bring them to their veterinarian or bring those questions up to their veterinarian. Stan? Okay, so um, East Lima or Lima, whatever you Lima. want to uh, No, I think they pronounce it Lima. <laughs> I, I think she was pronounced. Well, but it's okay. Either either way, uh, it's not lemma. We know that you say potato, I say potato. I say potato, yeah. yeah. But it's ten miles from East uh, Palestine or Palestine. Ten miles. Mm-hmm. It's not like next door. And her chickens died. They light the fire. It goes up in the air, and her chickens are dead. Yeah, and you know she goes well. If they can do it to a chicken overnight, what is going to do it to us in twenty years? Well, I don't think you have to wait 20 years to find out because if it can kill a chicken overnight, it can kill you within a week. 
You know, I mean, I think you're going to probably see people strangely dropping dead, and when they do an autopsy, they're going to find that they cook from the inside out. Oh my gosh, this 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 is um, unbelievable. Uh, I don't know what the administration is thinking. This has to be an intentional evasion of the problem because, um, I mean, otherwise they would be there. FEMA, where's the Federal Emergency Management Agency? Well, Joe has been really quiet on the on the UFOs. You know, the UFOs or they spy balloons. You know, they're, they're going to pick the narrative they want because now he's going to come out and talk today. Why? Because they don't want you talking about what's going on in, uh, in Ohio with the train, you know, because they know it's bad. Let's go back to the spy balloons. Let's talk about that. We've had enough time in between. And we, you know, so they're going to, they're going to derail the story. Do you remember what the media did to George uh, Bush? With Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina, he he yeah. went down there and he flew over it in in Air Force One and he looked down at the uh, devastation. They and they criticized him for being in the airplane. They criticized everything that he did. They said he was late with re uh, with getting supplies to the people in Hurricane uh, uh, Katrina. Do we have? Does should that have happened? Should what happened in? East Palestine have happened in Cleveland or Pittsburgh before something from the federal government happened. I mean, if you're if you're a small town, to hell with you. Is that what they're saying? If if you are, by the way, they voted in this town. The majority voted for Trump. Did that play a part in it? Did the oh now you're saying they're trying to kill off voters? Well, I'm just saying it, it seems weird that a that a town that went to like eighty percent Trump. You know, all of a sudden they well, being that, that that sounds like a uh, then the, you know that sounds like the political platform of uh, Nikki Haley, who just you know announced her presidency, and she goes, well, you know, people seventy five or older, they need a mental acuity test because uh, it's most of those people that are supporting Biden and Trump. You know that that age, and I'm going like, wait a minute. So you're going after the politicians first, then you're going to go after the populace. Going well, you know, you're really you're. You, you're not right in the head if you're thinking about these people. You should be thinking about us. And then she, she blatantly said she is a liberal, and uh, but going, she but she isn't. She's. A, I mean, she she may think she's a liberal, uh, although she's I have not to, a Republican. I have to tell you, she has been historically pro-life. If she if he alters her stance on that, if she becomes like in middle of the road, you know, then I would say she's just. Uh, uh, chameleon. She is a chameleon. That's what I'm saying about her. And for the, you know, to attack people of age, look, you, you've got a debt ceiling that you remember back in, well, going into the new year, we're not going to be able to pay our bills. We gotta, we gotta get this thing figured out. And so they, they did. Well, guess what? We're back at it again. Coming, uh, come June, we're going to be sitting there with that $31.4 trillion cap they got to raise it or we can't pay our bills. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to raise it. Well, you know, huh? They're going to raise yeah, they're it. They're going to raise it, print money, and then they'll probably still come back and say, "You know what? Let's go ahead and cut Medicare. You know what else we could do? 
you know, we're not going to cut Social Security, but we're going to raise the age. Let's raise it up to 70 or 72. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And and then the Boy, they'll, can say, they'll save, we kept our promise. We saved it. They'll save no, you're, trillions. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, between the ages of 66 and a half and 70, they don't make it. A lot of people start to 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 pass away, so they'll they'll that's a lot of money they'll save in in Social Security by raising the age to seventy, and I'm afraid that's where they're going. But just, I think they're going to go a bump higher. Now, you know, now I wouldn't be opposed to. There are people that make, you know, when you hit that retirement age, you get your retirement and you get whatever money you want to make. You can make uh, sky's the limit. Right. All right. Well, if you're if you've got a business, Joe Biden, he's got money coming in. He doesn't need that money. If you took the politicians that are getting social security off the payroll because they're getting a government check already, you know, and then you start going through the population say, "Wait a minute. You're making 400,000 a year and you want to go and get this $4,000 a month check? You don't need that check." Yeah. You can save money that way and at least, uh, you know, cut the fat out that's out there. Then you can sit there and maybe. But. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a trustworthy, honest woman who's, who keeps her word. Listen to what she said about four months ago. Runs again in 2024. Will you support him? Yes. If he decides that he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself? I would not run if President Trump ran. I would not run. If President Trump runs, Nikki Haley. So she's an she's an LB, a lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got it. You, you figured yeah. it out. Yeah. LB. Yes. LB Haley. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't come as a surprise. What do they say about a politician? How do you know they're lying? Their mouths are moving. You yeah. Know, anytime they open their mouth, you know. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I think I like about Trump. He may people may say he's well he's he's become a politician. No, he's always been a showman. He's always yeah. been a showman. He's an entertainer. He likes to be out in front of the crowds and to perform. He always has. I mean, the TV show was a success, uh, The Apprentice, because of mm -hmm. his personality. The guy's a, a ham. But he's not a politician. Here's the difference. A politician may be entertaining to watch too, but they also lie to you on a regular basis. It's part of what they are. They will make promises until they don't have to keep them. And then they're not really promises, they're adjustments. That's a, that's a politician. A Donald Trump is an entertainer. He makes a promise to you and you're entertained and you love how he talks and you love how he speaks. The difference is the guy keeps his promise. The guy says he's going to make us better again. He's going to build up our economy, make us more uh, con uh, competitive in the marketplace. The guy does it. So here's my question. Honestly, now, do you think Trump can win or will win in 2024? Well, if the election is fair and there's a big, huge, fat if, I don't know how you can beat a system that cheated without fixing the system before you have the next election. Well, now, you're kind of assuming, though, that he makes it to the election. Do you think he's going to make it to the election to complete Whoa. his run? Whoa, that's scary. 
I think I think I know where you're going with this. Do you think the people behind the scenes will let him run in 2024? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and there's a lot of ways they can stop that. What if I told you that I've already heard there's already stories out there where he's been, and you don't hear about it, there have been attacks on his life. There have been, there have atten- been attacks on his attempts. life. They, they're trying to, they've been floating the balloon for a long time. Balloon, probably a bad choice of words given the news lately, yeah. but they've been floating the balloons. Uh, to sit there and legally take him out and put, you know, oh, we'll put him in an orange jumpsuit. And he's done nothing wrong, but they are going back after the, you know, the raid in Mar-a-Lago saying, well, he didn't have the authority. He did have the authority, but they're slowly, they've changed the law in people's mind, the perception of the law, because most people don't understand what the law is. They don't understand the Constitution. They don't understand everything, anything. So they can sit there and re-sculpt it and change it. And then once everybody believes that, you know, they can just walk in and say, you're under arrest, you've been indicted, you're going to sit and, oh, I'm sorry, he Epsteined himself. I think they're running out of road for that because uh, that would have been something if they did like a year ago. But he's got the resources and and, uh, the legal expertise behind him where he can fight this, and it's going to drag on for a year and a half, two years, in, in, in courts, and he can win the election. In, in He can still run and win with this hanging they, over his head. They have the cojones to sit there and do what they shouldn't do or can't do right in front of your very eyes because they believe this and this alone. You're not going to do a damn thing if they do. You're not going to do a damn thing about it. You're going to sit there and grumble and watch them Well, do I it. have to tell you, in, 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 to your argument, Nikki Haley and uh, other people running for election and even guys like Ron DeSantis, you got to wonder whether maybe they're being told by experts, don't worry about Trump. He's going to be uh, uh, he's not going to be a factor in the 2024 election. Well, DeSantis may not be a factor because they're already targeting him pretty good, too. Nikki is the underdog and she's getting a lot of press in the past 24 hours. And she's throwing divisive, slanderous things out there. And she's doing that to command the headlines. And that's what the news wants because they want sensationalism. People that's what's, who follow Trump will see through that in a heartbeat, in my opinion. By the yeah, way, well, I was going to tell you about one of the assassination attempts on Trump. Do you know what he did about uh, four months ago? He had, there was a line of trees on his property. Uh, I guess that were in the direction that he could look out his window in his bedroom and there were and he trees. Could see. He had yeah. all those trees removed so that the uh, security could see beyond those trees so that if there was someone out there, they couldn't be hiding and uh, taking pot shots. Because rumor has it somebody took a pot shot at him at Mar-a-Lago in his own place. Now, you won't hear about this stuff, but I'm just telling you what I've heard. Well, I, you know, they, they could do it. How close is he to uh, the water? I don't think he's very far at all. I so really somebody could be out in the boat and, uh, you know, could take a pot shot. And before anybody does well, anything, even, I mean. Even if, there wasn't, even if the water was off to the right from where, I mean, they could get off a boat and sneak on into the area, take a pot shot and get back to a boat and take off. Well, why, what's to stop you from buying a $1,000 drone? 
and wow. um, and putting uh, some kind of weapon, weaponize that drone, and fly that in and over. You'd fly it down low and then bring it up, and there you How go. How many movies you've, have you seen recently that the drones will have, like, uh, an automatic weapon on it that you can literally... Well, that's basically what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, if they can do it in a movie, they probably can do it in real life too. Oh yeah, they've got they've got the little drones that look like little flies, so you could sit there and send in a drone that's just a, it's it's standing watch, and it could mark the it could mark the spot, and then you send in the big drone that will sit there and deliver the payload. I mean, and I'm not I'm not giving ideas on Trump. You don't have you know, to. You, they they already know it. The bad guys. They already they already yeah yeah they already know it. It's there. It's how we've taken out people before. Um, Biden is a, he's an evil man, and he's used stuff like that, you know, just like uh, going back to the Nordic stream. You know, it's obvious that we took it out. We took it out for certain reasons, and we did it for political gain. And Russia knows it, too. And Russia right now, they're, they're getting to a point. Hell, what was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? You know, they've done it before. You know, they're bombers, the old bear cats or whatever they're called. Uh, they're they're prop planes, but they're still yeah. they're they're uh, they're like our B fifty twos, except they have props. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, and people go, oh, it's an old prop plane. Well, no, those those things can still move, and they didn't come into our our airspace, but they skirted it, and we had to intercept them and move That's it. Right? They're telling us something. Yes, they are. What if those uh, those planes were? Responsible for dropping balloons over over Alaska or something like that. I'm just okay. saying. What runs from Alaska down through Canada into the United States? The Alaska Pipeline. Okay, so let's say that you float two bombers over there, and they're in airspace that that we can't do anything about. Yeah, we can escort them, but they could send up a couple of fighters and take care of our fighters. And one of those bombers could go over there and drop a payload, take it, take out the uh, pipeline, and then skirt back over. And don't you think they're not thinking about this in Russia? They're, they haven't just forgotten uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that was last summer. No, no, no. It's still a fresh wound in Russia. You know, Elon Musk spoke by video conference uh, to... I guess they had a world government uh, conference in Qatar. I think it was in Qatar, or maybe it was Dubai. But right. it was, uh, and they were talking about one world government, and this is why you'll hear now why Elon Musk is being targeted, like Donald Trump is being targeted, because he steps away from the groupthink of the deep state. Listen. One thing I should say, and I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but um, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you know, if. You know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, that really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen. But it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say, like, while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, 
uh, Islam was rising, and uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. And so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the whole the whole thing may collapse. Um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, but we, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and, 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 you know, humanity keeps moving forward. That was Elon Musk speaking by video to uh, a conference in Dubai, the World Government Summit 2023, under the theme of, quote, shaping future governments, end quote. So he's basically saying, let's not have all of our eggs in one governmental basket. Exactly. What I thought it was interesting, and he, he, he was kind of reaching for the thought, but I, I, I understood what he said. He said, while Russia, while Rome was falling, uh, Islam was rising. And essentially what he was right. saying was that civilization was, there was a balance to it. One was going down, the other was, was coming up. So all of the world didn't become dumb at one time. You know, I mean, there were still sections of humanity that were, growing and developing and prospering. And I think what he's saying is that if we had one government, if that one government collapses... It, it, it all goes to hell. Yeah. 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 And, but this is what Klaus Schwab and John Kerry and Bill Gates, they want that one government. Because no matter what, they win. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Even if we lose as a as a as a world they'll still be they win yeah. yeah wow boy this and is that's why they want to do it that way because that's the ultimate control let's think about this for a second just recap what we we talked about the east palestine derailment and we talked about uh the attacks on our utilities we talked about uh the war in the ukraine all these things may seem like desperate, uh, separate things, but actually they're all kind of connected in this world. The balloons, the the uh, airplanes that came close to our our uh, country yesterday from Russia, mm-hmm. all this stuff that's going on. Bill, I'm afraid like you that we are just being wheeled towards World War III. We may already be in it, not know it. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably things going on within the country. You talk about the planes that almost came in here while well, we had balloons in here. What the hell else is is in here that we don't know about? Are there forces? Yeah. Are there sleeper ground units that are, that are here? Um, the train derailments, um, I think some of it uh, is, is just our own stupidity. Uh, we don't care because they're, they have acceptable losses. And they're going to do what they do. But then there's other people that take advantage of it. The power grid, the water, the food. You add it all up, and somebody is deliberately not mining, minding the well, store. I'm going back to when Biden first got in office and, and the uh, border 
started to really take off as far as illegals coming across. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they were pointing out was that most of the people who were coming across were young men of military age. Mm-hmm. So young single men, military age, coming to the country, a lot of them were gotaways. Who's to say they haven't they haven't sent, like you said, a battalion or several battalions of sleeper or armies uh, into certain sec- sections of our country, just just waiting for the opportunity? You may say, well, they didn't have the equipment. They can get the equipment here. Heck, they could go down to the gun store and get whatever they need. Well, who's to say that we might we we might we might have a high opinion of our country? But maybe we have uh, maybe we've slowly become a third world country. Well, and we're the root of all evil. Well, with that, we're going to have to uh, wind it up because we've done another one, Bill. Yeah. Hey, look, if you like what you heard, uh, leave a comment, share. Uh, we appreciate that. That's how we grow. Uh, you can always uh, get in touch with us. Uh, mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com. Carrier pigeon, if you have one, I, I, <laughs> we have I a, don't have one. We have a phone number, too, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And thank you to everybody who, uh, who tunes into our podcast every single day. You are not alone. There are thousands of you out there, and we truly appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, we, we need some eerie music. You are not alone. Wait, I, well, I mean, I could play this. You are not alone. <laughs> anyway, my dear friend, have a great day. Stay out of trouble, which for you will be a real uh, struggle, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know. But I struggle with nothing. I might, I might struggle with a glass of wine. I will drink no wine before it's time, and it's freaking time. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?